Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing our studies today, going through the book of 1 Thessalonians. We are here in chapter number 4, and we've been looking at verse number 15, which says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. And so we've been looking at the issues of the catching out of the saints, the issue of what is typically known as the rapture of the church. And we're seeing how the Apostle Paul, as he's speaking about this event, informing those who are part of the local assembly in Thessalonica of the issues of it, that he's focusing on the issue that this is all coming from what the Word of God actually says and how the Word is really where our focus is supposed to be. We see how the Apostle Paul in Second Timothy, as he's writing that last epistle to Timothy and explaining in chapter number 3, explains how the local assembly is going to look as a result of the failure to follow what instructions have been given. And then in chapter 4, we have the answer to that issue and how the answer to it becomes the issue of preach the word and how the word is where the focus needs to be. And unfortunately today, what we see in most assemblies is the fact that the word is not where the focus ends up being. Instead, the focus becomes on different things. Your word, instead of it being the word, the focus is on, you know, let's create some new program or some new activity for individuals to follow. So that way they can be entertained with things. You have the focus in the you know, services being instead of on preaching the word, on things of the praise and worship. So just the focus that we're just going to sing a whole bunch of songs and that's going to bring praise and honor unto God. Now, there's nothing wrong with the idea of singing songs as long as the songs actually line up with the word that's given to us today and as long as the word is also being preached instead of the focus just being on we'll sing songs for two hours and then send everyone home and everyone will feel you know feel good again because they've been entertained a focus on the issue of storytelling so you know we'll just tell a bunch of stories again the focus being on will make people feel good and the story's not being okay we're going to talk about you know for example Cain and Abel it would be you know let's talk about you know what's going on 
in the local news today. Philosophy being the focus. And you see over and over again how the Word of God talks about the philosophy, the viewpoint of man, and how that is never where our focus is to be. And how unfortunately, with all of those things, and we could come up with so many more different examples of where individuals go instead of focusing on what it is that the Apostle Paul tells us we're to be focusing on when he tells us we're to be focusing on the Word of God, the information that was given unto him. And we see how Paul, even in his prayer life, for the members of the body of Christ. If we turn over to Colossians chapter number 1, we'll see how Paul prays for these saints in Colossus. Here, we're going to start in verse number 9, and we're going to read down through verse number 14 of Colossians chapter number 1. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And we see how as Paul starts recording what it is that he's praying for these individuals, that the beginning of it in verse number 9 focuses on the issue of that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. In verse 10, it's the issue of increasing in the knowledge of God. How the focus of the prayer is the issue of that they would grow in the knowledge of what it is that the word of God actually says for individuals today and how that is the important thing and it fits in with what the will of God is that's God's will that all men would be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth mankind becomes saved today by putting their trust in the gospel message the gospel message which is found in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 which says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures this is the only gospel message which could actually produce salvation for anyone today 
once somebody puts their trust in that gospel message, they're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, kept in the position as a member of the body of Christ. The Spirit is dwelling in them. So that way the Spirit can compare spiritual things with spiritual to help an individual come to that understanding of what the Word of God says for us today. That's what allows for this prayer that we just read over in Colossians chapter number 1 to be true of the fact that a person is growing in that knowledge of his will. And that occurs as we follow a principle that the Apostle Paul lays out. Let's turn over to 2 Timothy chapter number 2. And we're going to see an instruction that Timothy is given here in 2 Timothy chapter number 2 verse 15. Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And how an individual is instructed today that we are to study it's going to be work. You know, it's not just an easy thing for an individual to study. There's going to be work that has to be involved in it. And the individual is going to be rightly dividing the word of truth. And we know that God's word is true. And what we're doing as we're studying God's word, it's not the fact that we're separating truth from error. We're separating truth from truth. The truth that was given to the nation of Israel during their dispensation from the information is given to us today by the Apostle Paul that applies to us today that we find in the books of Romans through Philemon and coming to the understanding of exactly what the doctrine that's laid out in these epistles actually means for us. And we know that we're supposed to be looking at all of Scripture because in the very next chapter, when we read verses 16 and 17, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, throughly furnished unto all good works. And we see how Paul instructs us and says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So everything from Genesis chapter 1 through Revelation chapter number 22, all of that is scripture and all of it is given to us by inspiration of God. All of it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, throughly furnished unto all good works. The issue becomes is that we as the members of the body of Christ take that all scripture and use the passage that... Paul had just written in the previous chapter 
to study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, that we can take all of Scripture and be able to understand exactly what applies to us. Yes, it might be doctrine that's there, but is it necessarily doctrine for us? Or is it doctrine for somebody else, whether it's time past or the ages to come? This is where we, as Bible students, have to come to that understanding as we're studying the Word of God. And one of the accusations that is made against those who rightly divide the Word of Truth is, well, you're just a Bible chopper and you worship Paul because all you do is study Romans through Philemon and don't look at anything else. And the unfortunate thing is that there are a lot of individuals today who are members of the body of Christ that that really is true of them. That they focus on Romans through Philemon and have no real understanding of what the rest of the books of the Bible actually say. You know, I've had a conversation with a member of the body of Christ who I've known for many years and a few months ago one of the things that he said to me was I have never read the Bible all the way through. I've never read every book of the Bible. That's not even just studying it. That's just I haven't even read every book because the focus is on Romans through Philemon, Romans through Philemon, Romans through Philemon and not having even that basic understanding of what the rest of the word of God actually says. You know that's one of the reasons why when I teach on Wednesday nights, you know I've been actually teaching a study looking at the Gospel of Mark, and been calling it the Gospel of Mark, rightly divided. And we spend a portion of time in the study, we go through the doctrine that Mark is laying out, and then we compare what's being said with what does the Apostle Paul say for us today. Now, some things, you know, because it's a truth that goes all the way through God's Word. It lines up with what Paul's saying. Sometimes, you know, because it's doctrine specifically for the nation of Israel, it applies to them, and there's a different thing that's given to us, and we come to that understanding. So that way we can be able to have those conversations with other individuals about what exactly does the Word of God actually say. So let's go back to our text here in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and verse 15. Because we're going to see how, as Paul is saying here about this issue of that for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, which is what we just covered, 
that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. So he's going to shift from this issue of that, okay, I've laid out these things. We've talked about how you know, in verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. And then how in verse 15, he's now speaking about this issue of that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord. So there is going to be individuals who are going to be alive at the time of the catching out of the saints. And this is why, you know, as we look at the issue of, you know, the catching out, that individuals are going, well, it could happen at any time. This could, you know, this is something that you could happen right now. Now, Paul does give us something, and this is one of those passages that when you kind of read it and kind of realize what he's saying, you see how this is really not a good thing about what is going to happen to the body of Christ as time goes on. Let's turn over to 2 Timothy chapter number 3. And the, I kind of made an allusion to this towards the beginning of this broadcast about how Paul gives this warning about what's going to happen. And we're going to read the first seven verses of 2 Timothy chapter number 3. It says, This also known that last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, a lot of times when this passage is being looked at, the way it's being presented is this is describing what the world system is going to look like in the last days of the dispensation of the grace of God. Well, the reality of things is that the world system has always looked like these things. You know, it's not something that's going to happen. It's always looked this way. This is one of the reasons why you'll see if you read, you know, things going through you know, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 60 years ago, 100 years ago, even farther back than that of people talking about this passage that they'll say 
This is describing how the world looks right now. And there's no way it could get any worse than it is right now. And the reality is the next generation comes and the world looks worse. And the next generation comes and the world looks worse. And the next generation comes and the world looks worse. And everybody just keeps saying, well, it's describing the world. That's not what Paul is giving the warning of. The warning of what he's describing here is the fact that this is what not the world is going to look like, but this is what the local assembly is going to look like when the last days of this dispensation happen, when the perilous times are here, this is what is going to be a description of the local assembly to where individuals would not be able to differentiate between a saved person and an unsaved person by the word of God working in them. Paul instructs us and tells us that we are to be, as he says to the assembly in Philippi, when he says that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. And that we shine as lights in the world because the word of God rightly divided is working through us. It's the Lord Jesus Christ working in us and through us to produce those good works which God ordained that we should walk in. And when that's happening, these things that we just read about here in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, describing the last days, describing these perilous times, that this is not describing who we are. The problem's going to be that as the body of Christ gets farther and farther away from what it is that the Word of God actually says, that the end result of it is going to be that the body of Christ will look like this description here. These things will be true of those who are alive at the time of the catching out of the saints. So, in some ways, it's not going to be a good thing to be part of that generation when this event happens because it means that those who are there have really failed in what they were supposed to do because they've loved the things of this present world more than they've loved the Word of God, which has resulted in the fact that all of these things that Paul is warning about become true of who they are. And this is not what we, as the members of the body of Christ, should really ever be looking like. We should never be in a position 
to where the body of Christ looks like the rest of this world. Now, next week we'll continue in our studies looking at the things of what Paul is writing here in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. And as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some audio files of some previous messages. We have some charts to help you in your study of God's Word. We have information about our live broadcasts that are broadcast on Facebook on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday nights. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about anything on our broadcast, anything on our website, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.